Welcome to the Strategy Sherpa Show, a series of organic discussions between hosts David Chavez and a variety of notable business leaders centered around their most significant failures and how they handled those challenges so listeners can learn from their most teachable moments and apply the lessons to their organizations. Now, here's your host, David Chavez. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Um, hope everybody had a great weekend out there. Um, I actually uh, had a new pool installed and um, I was messing around with uh, new vacuum cleaners for it and trying to get it all to work this weekend. So had a little bit of fun with that. I'm grateful you could join us. Um, have a really amazing guest. Um, we've known each other probably 20 years now. I, I was trying to think how long, Mehdi, we've known each other. Mehdi Zarhulu, did I say that correctly? I know I abused your last name. It's say okay, it. David. Mehdi Zarhulul. Yeah, Zarhulul. Okay, I, I knew I had badgered. I'm sorry, Mehdi. I've known you forever and still haven't been able to get that down. But um, he is the owner of Crazy Pita in Las Vegas, and it's soon coming to Houston. So um, it's real uh, a treat to have you here. And I was trying to think back of when we originally met. And I think you met my family came into your restaurant. Is that is that how you remember it? Um, actually, David, let me tell you the story when we met. Uh, first, okay. thank you for having me in your show. Uh, my name is Mary Zaglul. I'm the owner and founder of Crazy Pita Rotisserie and Grill. Um, we founded the company, actually, believe it or not, two weeks, 16 years ago, two weeks from today, August 16, uh, almost a month, actually, August 16, 2006. That's almost, wow. you know, 16 years. Yeah. That's when you and your family walked in and we started the conversation. And um, I've, uh, it's been a great pleasure knowing you, your family, your kids. Uh, they're like, I call them my nephews. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, I, actually, actually, didn't my son help you at first when you were just yes, getting started? Yes, he took yeah, flyers around for you. Yeah, Josh actually worked with us for a while. Yeah, he, did, he was with us for a while, for over six months while he was in school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kirsta kind of uh, got away from it. She she was the lucky one. She didn't have to come in. Yeah, yeah. Krista, Krista did a little bit of help for you, but it was a little bit different. But yeah, yeah. I know Josh actually took around flyers and put them on cars to build your awareness. The things we yeah. do when we start a yeah. business, right? Oh, absolutely. That's right. Well, hey, Mehdi, um, it's great to have you here. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? I know you um, you shared a little bit at the beginning, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? You've been in business for 16 years now. Tell us what you do and tell us what you're known for in Vegas. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're a fresh, casual Mediterranean restaurant. Uh, we specialize in um cooking fresh to order skewers and the pita sandwiches, fresh rotisserie chicken, variety of salads. Uh, we've been in business, as I mentioned, for over 16 years. And we have uh, three locations open in Las Vegas area. And we just recently started franchising and uh, we landed a 10 unit franchise deal in the Houston area. Uh, the first store is set to open this end of September. And uh, we're very excited that we will expand the business uh, nationally. Uh, we're in process of negotiating multiple unit deals. 
and hopefully we'll we'll hit uh, every corner of the of the United States. Yeah, well, knowing you, Matty, you'll be in every corner someday. So <laughs> exactly, uh, but it doesn't I, come cheap. It comes with challenges. <laughs> almost, almost definitely. And what we're going to do today is talk about some of those challenges. You know, um, when I, we were putting together the show, we were trying to think of something different and um, have it appear a little bit different out there. And one of the things I think that oftentimes as business owner, we read a lot of books, we listen to a lot of podcasts because we're trying to get more information on how to do things a little bit better. One of the things I just didn't see a lot out there on is uh, people that made mistakes and why were those mistakes there? And then um, what did they do to overcome them? And so um, so I think about it like in the sense of what is a decision that you made that wasn't successful and what happened and what did you do to rectify the situation? And when you and I were talking before the show, you had two different things that came up for you. Yes. Um you know, in my in the food and beverage industry, we face challenges and we, we constantly make mistakes and we recuperate and our job is to solve issues and problems on a daily basis. But some of the challenges for me, uh, actually, I had the big major, the big major ones that I, that I faced throughout my career uh, was one picking a location. Uh, I'm from the old school and then, you know, for the last 20, 25 years, uh, the way we, we we picked locations was you just go where the crowded area is, right? You see a lot of people, you see a lot of restaurants, and they're what, that's where you want to be, right? Well, one of the second store that I really opened, um, it was kind of a big, it wasn't a mistake, but we found out later on, uh, after COVID, it was a mistake. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was a, it was a great shopping center where you go there. It's busy movie theaters, a lot of restaurants. Things were good, but one of the component that it was missing, it was missing a residential area. So yeah. uh, we learned the big mistake we learned is we're never gonna open just in a business area ever again, right? Uh, so when COVID hit, it was very challenging. We had to kind of close, you know, the restaurant for a little bit and then pivot to uh, online orders and digitals, takeout. Uh, but then the there was no residential around, so we kind of sat there and we kind of waited for the business people to come back, but they never did. Yeah. Most, even, of, them are working, most of them working from their homes. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, even after COVID, you said that um, a lot of the people, there were businesses actually located in the um, the the center where you were located, and they all had all moved out, right? They closed their offices, didn't they? Oh, that location about a mile, was it a mile radius, or was it just big offices? Right. Um, you know, some offices had over a thousand employees. Uh, you multiply that by numerous buildings. You know you have over ten to fifteen thousand people that's just vanished. Yeah, they went back home. Uh, they're working out of their laptops. Um, I, I, I was talking to one of my social media and asking him. I said, "Where are you right now?" And he said, "I'm in uh, São Paulo, Brazil." I'm like, "Really?" And this is what's happening, you know, nowadays, the technology, you can use it to your advantage and do the same job and be anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, fast forward a few, uh, 
like just cut, not even less than a couple of years, uh, we, we learned our lessons and the technology now enables us to learn, you know, what's happening around the location. Now yeah. I can pinpoint and I can find the demographic or how many residentials just within minutes where previously, you know, you're talking 15 years ago, you have to depend on your, your chamber of commerce, you know, to provide that information for you. Right. Or you have to go around and you sit there with a clicker and you count how many people are coming. Uh, so although it was great when we made that decision, but then we realized, you know, five years, six years later, what did we do? And of course, you know, uh, building a restaurant nowadays is not cheap, right? And mm -hmm. especially when you build it from scratch and you pour concrete, it's quite a lot of dollars. Um, uh, I'm not sure the average, uh, you know. Luckily, I, I would say it's about a half a million for a type of restaurant that you're you're doing. It's probably right around half a million, right? An average about half a million dollar, yes. Or, or sometimes now it's actually getting more. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't doubt that. But, but luckily, with that location, we had our uh, commitments was expiring. You know, our tenure was expiring, and we're luckily we were we found another suitable location about three miles uh, from that area, and we moved it. Okay. So the, the 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 thirty percent residential that we had uh, come into us, uh, we had to move to our neighborhood, and it kind of just made up for the losses we lost. Uh, yeah, so 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 the mistake really is to stay in there a bit longer than you probably should have. Stay longer? No, not really. I think we made the right move by moving it. Okay. Uh, but we we stayed longer as much as we could. Right. Uh, from from my point as a small mom and pop, you know, I mean, in the whole team we're still mom and pops. Um, we we just couldn't sustain. We waited till. 2021 and we thought right after you know everybody got the the delta shot number three or number five i can remember uh <laughs> and january went by everybody got sick got the flu and then february march came in we just nobody came back we thought that right. people will, will come back to the office um you know I, I wouldn't come back if i had a job that requires me just on a laptop why would i go back and uh it makes it very convenient. I wake up in the morning, I can go to the gym, do my job, go drop the kids, pick them up at three, uh, and still go to Starbucks, have a cappuccino. So <laughs> nowadays, the, the, the you know, location always, you know, location, location, location. And sometimes you learn the hard way. Um, yeah. So, and now we look at, before we select, we look for areas where, what happened if something goes wrong <laughs> okay you know? so what so so what what you what you you're doing now so the the challenge that you had was you were in a great location when but it was filled with business people so your activity was primarily during the lunch hour and early dinner maybe right and then um then as covid came in and it shifted to more of a residential market you stayed there and you were there probably a little bit longer than you should have been, but you end up moving sooner or later. So it probably cost you quite a bit of money with a little bit of lack of revenue for probably a year and a half, two years. Is that fair? Yes, it did cost us quite a few. I mean, uh, you know, to run a restaurant, it's not, you know, it costs a lot of dollars on a, on a daily basis. I mean, if you have to have, 
we were looking at a break even, but when it starts affecting me personally and my family, we knew that it was time to to move it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the 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 people habits have shifted, right? And it was not at fault of me, or it just it was in general. It was a global pandemic that people habits have shifted. They have changed to eating at home, uh, eating around their neighborhoods. Um, and that's what we are looking now. We're looking for neighborhoods that have, can sustain our business and be part of the com that community. Um, yeah. and my well, other well, two well, 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 that's where you were when you first opened the first location that I started getting involved with you. You were known locally in the Green Valley Ranch area of Henderson in uh, near Las Vegas. You were known as the Mediterranean cafe to go to for great food. Oh, absolutely. When we opened in the, the first location at Green Valley Ranch, it was, it's amazing. I mean, it's still going. I mean, it was a community driven business. Uh, it was that. an upcoming area. Uh, we knew everybody by name. We knew everybody what they do. We knew, we knew, I knew exactly what you had for dinner on Thursday. Uh, I know exactly what you're going to have for dinner on Wednesday because that's how we did our uh, inventory then. I knew that David and his wife's going to come in and do their twice, three times a week. Uh, uh, but that's, uh, and even our second location, Tenure in downtown Summerland, it's the same process. You have the residential, you have the business, just like Green Valley Ranch. And, yeah. um, um, and, and unfortunately, the other location that appeared to have both when it was during the good times and during the bad times, it just didn't pull its weight. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so let's, let's stop right there because I think this is a good place to take a break and then we'll come back and pick up on some of the other things that you want to talk about too. So let's take uh, a break. Sure. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. All right. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening to uh, Mehdi, with the um, founder of Crazy Pita out of um, Las Vegas, Nevada. Actually, we like to say it's out of Henderson because that's where he really started, um, Nevada. And um, we'll come back and uh, take a listen to some of his lessons. We were just talking about the location and how a great location turned into a poor location after COVID started because there wasn't a residential and you were a residential focused business before that and you learned a valuable lesson in that. And why don't you um, share with the listeners like some of the takeaways for yourself? Uh, we know that you wanna make sure it's in a residential area. What other takeaways did you have from that lesson? Well, you wanna make sure um... After that happened, you know, like I said, half million dollar is not easy to just try to walk away from. Um, we now we have uh, checklists how we look for locations. You know, you want to make sure that there is a residential, that there is business people, that there is schools, uh, hospitals. You want to try as many component checklists that you want to check, check, check. Uh, luckily, that technology today can give us all that information. Yeah, um, it takes yeah. it now further up. It can tells me it, it's scary sometimes to look at the technology we have in hand. It tells me how many people, how much money they spend on a monthly right. basis in my neighborhood, in the neighborhood you're gonna do business. So when you look at all that capital that's available within three five miles radius, uh, you will know now you can project the next five years what kind of revenue you will make. Yeah. yeah uh, so uh, th those are the upper opportunities that we have in our hands today and um, that make it easier and accessible for small businesses like me. Uh, yeah, but I want to I want to stay with the checklist thing because that's really interesting. Um, I know a lot of people that when you think about checklist and you talk to them about checklist, they often say, I know what to do. I don't need a checklist. Why did you build a checklist? Well, because I was one of those people that says, I know what to do before. Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> when we that's were younger, how, right? <laughs> that's, how, that's how we used uh, our metrics. You, you follow your guts, right? You know, the place is busy. You go there, you hang out, you look at the local, and you say, yeah, there's a lot of people around me. This is the place to be. But again, it, it worked to a certain extent. But it didn't work during an emergency. Now we know we have certain demographic that we have to meet. Uh, their income, how much money they spend. Um, their income, because we know uh, price increased throughout 
uh, every year we increase our prices three, four, five percent, except likely due to inflation. That's another issue we had faced, where most of us has to increase twenty-five to thirty percent. Um, and that made a lot of effects. So we look at all those components and we want to make sure that the area that there is money coming into that neighborhood, same way, the same metrics that the grocery stores do. Right. Uh, and it was available to them. And I tell you, some of these metrics are not very cheap. It, it, it's all plus, 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 plus to implement. Um, uh, yeah, but, but, the, but, the, but the cost of those up front it's it, it it's the difference between a half a million being thrown away or not being thrown away. Is that the way you're thinking about it now? Exactly. It's it's uh, it's every penny you spent is worth it. Right. Um, right. Um, you know, and we look at not just today's metrics. We look at how the growth that area is going to grow in the future, right. and what will happen, and what can what would happen if something God forbid you come through a halt or another virus or another economic uh, disaster. And uh, my experience, um, in every five to 10 years, there is something going on, right? It's either an economy or um, or a war or something that's going to affect something. Uh, yeah. We just now, we, we try to kind of get rid of it so we don't have to put ourselves in the same situation. And we can yeah. be able to go through it. The, the, the I mentioned previously some of the challenges we faced uh, is the labor issue, right? Uh, right. Labor was a big um, after COVID. It was you know people got used to working at home. So uh, why would they want to go back and work as a cashier or go back work as a cook where I I can work in my laptop? I can do all things. So uh, or when we find people, I mean. We did with a very young generation. We did with between 16, 17, 18 year old kids. And all of a sudden you, you locked all these people when they were 14, 16, even up to 17, they were locked in their homes, in their couches. Uh, and all of a sudden we bring them out and you expect to get them to talk to a customer. It's just not gonna happen. It's gonna be, it's gonna take about three to four years impact before, I'm not saying it's going to go back to the way it was, but it's going to change right. uh, in, in a little bit. Um, we were situations, I was with my three stores, I was getting a phone call every five minutes. Maybe when the shift covers at the district location. So I get in my car, I go cover a shift. Oh, Maddie, this afternoon, I need a shift covered in Summerlin location. Or my new location, Rainbow, or... Uh, so what I've noticed, my job as a CEO of the company, you know, you are no longer a CEO now. Now you are, you know, you work in your floor, you work in your operation. All what you do for about a year, just travel and cover shifts. Right. And these are important shifts that you need to, you know, somebody has to take the order. Somebody has to take your money. Yeah, so you were sort of stuck there, right? Because that that takes you away from really getting other franchisees and doing all the other things that you want to really do with the the stores. Exactly, well, we call it the era of the 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 great uh, resignation. Yes. Um, so, mm -hmm. luckily, I mean, it was it was very challenging, honestly, uh, and it was taking a burden on me. So. I cannot even do my, my regular job that I wanted to, my marketing, my accounting, my engineering, all this. Uh, I mean, a lot of restaurants, there's so much involved in the restaurant and business rather than just take the order and the money and cook it, right? 
it goes beyond prepping, that. All, prepping all the food for four hours before you even open the doors and all the other things that go into it. And again, and just find off your, your, your food costs, calculating your food costs takes time and uh, to implement because we're in the business at the end of the day. We need to make a profit. We need, I have, uh, I have a mortgage too to pay and I have a car <laughs> payment and I have, and now I have children. <laughs> All of the all of the all things in life. So, so you're going. You're you're actually jumping from store to store, covering shifts, and and that had to drive you a little crazy because Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. And you kept on doing the same thing over, hoping that things would shift. Is that fair? Felt like I was in a donut hole. You just circulate. I I love it. And it's, it's, you're just going round and round and round. But um, sometimes, uh, thank God for technology, David. Uh, I met this uh, brilliant uh, people out of Toronto, Canada, and they created a, uh, they have an order taken facility that they can take an order through, through Zoom. So it, it, it's a company, it's a virtual cashier, actually. Um, where we set them up with a TV screen and they're zooming with the customer as you enter. Uh, you have a, a nice low um, a screen, you know, and like a small LTV. Yeah. Where you have a cashier welcoming you, talking to you like if I'm talking to you right now through a Zoom. Um, okay. They, sh they, they come at 11 a.m. every day to 7 p.m. and they actually help me solve over 800 shifts per year oh my goodness uh, wow and know, so 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 you were looking store. for a, you um, were looking for some kind of solution and you ran into these people then or how did well, you meet them um it's through conferences and i received a phone call from uh, one of my friends and he said hey i have the solution for you what you need this is uh, look into it uh and the people that created this there's some geniuses behind it they saw a problem a lot of restaurants were facing the same problem as me mm -hmm. and they said let's zoom and technology they have access to my pos terminal and they can go and ring in orders um you know now you can ring in or if you can ring in place an online order from all you can place it from all over the world wherever right. you are you can you can be on hong kong and buy uh, your neighbor dinner here in Henderson and you go online, you place the order, you pay for it. And it's, it, it's that simple. Yep. Um, so they, they, since I hired them and this might work for a small, like owner like me that does all this. Um, and then. But, but, just... but you were all, you, you were also brave enough to try the technology because a lot of people, with with some of this new technology, they're a little afraid of it, right? And you yes. um, you you tried to embrace it, and it probably didn't go perfectly right at first. Is that fair? Uh, no, it was at a year ago when I implemented this technology. It was very strange. It was uh, a lot of people just they weren't open to it, right? Um, but you know, it, which is like any other thing, right? So, and I stick to it. I took the punches. I mean, I still do take the punches. Um, uh, but the new younger generation, I'll say about 10% of my customers didn't kind of 
embrace it. They kind of find it weird. They don't want it. Uh, they want the the human contact, right? Right. Well, we we still have the human contact. We still have a person that bucks you food. This is, mind you, David. This is just one position in the restaurant. Right. That right. is one of the things that made us successful in our business is consistency. Right. We try to stay consistent as much as we can. Consistent with the way we take our orders. I want to make sure you have somebody who's going to take your orders every time you step into my restaurant. Right. So if my human being is not going to show up or my human being is busy or is doing other tasks that are customer connected, there is still person that's going to come and take your order. Right. So... But that still gives you the option, either you use them or you don't use them, right? Can you always wait for the human being that after they pack their uh, to-go boxes or doing some of the floor uh, tasks? Uh, and on, honestly, my staff, you know, they were kind of resistant to it a little bit. But after sure. a little bit, they, they're like, they're so amazing how it helps them when they're busy. It's there to expedite the best faster service, um, even and take your order in efficient, right. uh, hardly any mistakes. This is a group of people that are trained. These are people that uh, they're in the food and beverage industry. They're trained. They go to school just like you and me, and they come and they work part time overnight. They're located actually the center that I use in Pakistan. And they do this because they want to, it's like an entry level for them in the hospitality where a lot of them, there's like, oh, many would love to come and work for your company one day and continue to grow with you. Um, yeah, so, so so they're in Pakistan, they're, they're, their job market's not like ours. And so if they have a job, it's a piece of gold to them. And Absolutely. they treat it that way, right? So the the work commitment, the focus is a little bit different. Well, hey, um, this is a great place for us to jump into a break. So let's take a break and then let's come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this because I'm sure a lot of people would like to know um, some of those challenges you had getting it in place and getting it going. So take a break. We'll be right back with Medi with Crazy Pita out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you, Medi, and be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. And get amplified. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. All right, we're coming back in, and we're here with Mehdi, the uh, founder, owner of one of the greatest Mediterranean cafes in the world. Um, And I am biased because... I've ate there for years and I continue to eat there because it's one of the, my favorite places to eat. The, the My staff jokes that every week I at least have to go to Crazy Pizza at least once. And so, uh, Mehdi, coming back in and we're talking about your cashiers and the problem of trying to find labor. And you and I were talking a little bit during break and you, you were talking about a couple of problems that came up when you started implementing this idea. Yes, uh, one it was like I mentioned previously. It was very challenging to find, you know, employees. And yeah. when we do find employees, it's uh, when when the, the, during the the era of the job resignation, uh, is they had choices. Uh, if if I if I didn't like the way you operate or you didn't like the way you do your job, I'm gonna quit and I'm not even gonna tell you goodbye or I'm just gonna not show up. Um, so. Just can, 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 can I stay there with you for just a second? Because I, I think this is a ramp, pretty rampant problem. You know, even talking to my clients, it's pretty amazing what's going on with the labor force right now. And like people just saying, I don't want to come to work and just leaving like in the middle of a shift, even like they're there 45 yeah. minutes of a new job and they just walk out and they don't say anything. They act like they're going to the restroom. The next thing you know, they never come back. You don't even know they're gone. And uh, I mean, we had our uh, our retention was over 100 percent, 150 percent turnover. And it was just so much. So instead of me as a small business where I have to take orders, uh, it's not my my problem. It's not my 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 area to go find out why it was happening. Right? right, my job is to go find what's my solution. 
right? That's Why it was happening that somebody else's job to figure it out, right? Um, you know, that's but that's our governments and our politicians, and they can find out why. My job is to make sure I cook you a pita, and I have somebody for you to take the order, right? And and that's provide right. it and serve it to you. Um, it, it was very challenging, and now what we do is once the market is stabilized, we were lucky that we found Percy. Once we brought him in last year, uh, actually we brought him in last year this July. Uh, so they've been now. with us for about a year now. Uh, the challenges we faced with it, it was the acceptance from the public, right? We have the baby boomers who are used to human contact, right? Um, and, you know, we didn't, we didn't fight back. We didn't argue back. We never mentioned anything because my job is not to prove to the public or anybody why we're doing this, right? Everybody has their own theory. And uh, some of them have accepted it. You know, right. it took them a little bit of while. I mean, a lot of people, they tell me, Mehdi, we don't like that, but we're going to use it. Yeah. We're going to uh, use uh, it. Uh, honestly, like at my age, it probably freaked me out the first time I walk in a restaurant and see that. I mean, it it, it freaked me out a little bit. It, yes, it was a new technology. I mean, if you remember the gas, people, we had somebody putting gas for you for many years. Right. And all of a sudden, you do gas on your own, right? Right. Right. The same thing. Look at the grocery stores. You had the cashier taken. They're doing self-kiosks because they cannot find people to do it. Mathematically, David, you have about 3% unemployment to 4%. Mathematically, you cannot find people to work. That's correct. Yep. It's so, but a lot of the, the, the public, they don't understand that. Some of them, they walk in, we have the the some others come to us they say well you're stealing jobs from americans we're like yeah. no really we're not stealing jobs we just cannot find people to work that's why well we have a lot of kids well yes those kids they work maybe tuesday nights but they have their family events on fridays they're requesting of they have their trips uh they're doing other things they have plans but how about my monday through friday lunch where I have my business people and I need people to produce while those kids are in school. So yeah. I might see a bump in summertime on little, uh, you know, teenagers working. Right. Uh, but then come September, August 15 this year, I'm not all sure what am I going to do. They all just yeah. go and they go and work. Uh, yeah, they, they just dis to school. They di uh, disappear on you and leave you with a little bit yeah. of a hole. So in order to fill that hole. So some people were actually saying that it was um, you're not helping the American economy because of that, right? They're uh, actually that's their thought jobs behind. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. their thought. Yeah. But in in fact, actually, we are helping the American economy. That's yeah. it's completely. But how? That's why we're in this show. So hopefully, your listener can understand and listen to us explaining it. Um, but uh, and then you have the other ninety percent of the people who are embracing this technology. Well, right, they most. think it's brilliant, and right. I get so many phone calls. Hey, Mehdi, what who's that technology? Every doctor in America wants to have a virtual cashier because they're facing the same issues as we are. A lot of industries. You talk to anybody, they tell you we don't have. Oh, we cannot find people. We cannot find people. But uh, technology is is here for us. Right. 
And, right. Uh, and, and, and so, so, so like you're using this technology when you first put it in place, you had a few people that were opposed to it, but quite a few, it, it freaked me out when I first went into the store the very first time a little bit, but then I was like, this is really sort of interesting. He's solving a huge problem in his business because right now you're jumping from store to store and you're trying to create a franchise across the nation and you don't you're not focusing your time and attention on that because you're running from store to store covering shifts absolutely david and now this is uh this is an additional component now that we're going to be able to offer our franchisees if they face the same problem that right. this is available to them um so um we, we we're another thing that uh, percy does we go through a certain they go through a certain training Right, and the training happens in their home in their homeland, and um, they're just so amazing people. The way they they take on their job and they're how so eager to turn on that Zoom and just to communicate with our customers, and in from the financial side, there's our check average when Percy takes an order, it's a bit much higher. So they they do they upsell. Uh, they, they engage with you and they talk to you. If they see a family, they offer you other items and the check averages gets a little bit higher. Uh, so from a business point of view, uh, sure, I want to have Percy, maybe I want to have two. <laughs> right, right. But I still, I'm a little bit old fashioned. Uh, I still believe in the human connection and the human touch. That's why I'm having one Percy and our human uh, available to you. Uh, but eventually, a lot of other bigger restaurants are using, you know, um, screens. Right. Uh, they, they're completely taking the human touch out of it because they know further ahead there is no people available to work. Yeah, like McDonald's right. and, and even Starbucks, for that matter. Yes. You can order everything before you even get there, and it just shows up and no cashier interaction at all. Exactly. I'm one of the lucky ones that I found, you know, a, a transition between uh, a human all the way to, to kiosk, right? We're doing right. it in between where we still have that person taking your order and talking to you without losing that kindness that we are known for, for our hospitality and the culture that we offer at Crazy Pita. Yeah, when um, I use an app or I use those other menu screens, if I have a special need, it's almost impossible to communicate that correctly through the app. So you're keeping that close connection to your customer for their special needs alive, I think, by doing this. Is that fair? It, it is. I still believe each token is the fastest way to take an order and implement an order. Yes. Uh, you come into the restaurant and you say, hey, can I have a chicken pita with no tomatoes, no romaine, extra onions? And somebody says, absolutely, sure. You exactly. know, versus Five you seconds. finding you finding the button and tested it. Uh, the bigger companies now are looking at artificial intelligence, right? Uh, the, to to implement all this, where you go to a voice and the they will implement it for you. But in my case, uh, we still have the uh, I don't call it the AI. We call it the uh, IA, the the intelligent agents in the equation. Uh, so that that's where I think you're gonna see IA expanding in many industries. Um, I, you're gonna see it in the banking industries. You're gonna see it in uh, uh, in the, the nursing and the doctors, uh, the the care healthcare industry. Uh, yeah. You're gonna see them in many receptionists available. Uh, 
uh, and and there's going to be uh, you know it's going to be other people from other countries. Uh, you know, we we use the technology by phone, and many people answer phones for you. You call, you have a tech problem or any kind. Somebody in the world answering your call, and now right. we're going to bring that technology to areas where people were not used to it before. Uh, yeah. Either it's going to be a, a you know a restaurant or a small UPS store or uh, uh, you know a gym or for that matter. So uh, yeah, anywhere anywhere where there's really a customer facing business where the interaction is brief and to the point, you know they could probably look at this technology and actually use it to enhance their business, not to replace American workers, just to find the workers you need to serve the customers you have because. There's a definite shortage in workforce and the workforce out there. The, the, uh, the what I say when we cannot find people to work is people are not doing this kind of job anymore. They're doing other jobs, you right. know, and and they're just moving, shifting to other areas. And, and you know, we're so proud of them that they're shifting. We're so proud that they're moving on up and they're doing computer jobs and. I mean, my cashiers, my new cashiers from Pakistan are in the computer jobs. So I don't know who's in advance, either them or either us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're already taking you. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 for younger people, it just comes automatically. I think oh. it's just natural for them. I, I, I remember my kids growing up and using technology, and I was always amazed with how they could just grab it and use it, and we're having to actually learn it. So, um, yes. well, 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 we're at a great place to take a break again. And so uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and summarize what we've learned and then share a little bit about what the future plans of Crazy Peter are. How does that sound? Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Hi, I'm Matt Liotta, CEO of Volato. Our vision at Volato is to change the private aviation industry by bringing innovative concepts that align our interests with our owners and customers. But what's really exciting about us is our jet share program that allows you for the first time to have unlimited usage of a plane and obtain revenue share. 
Doesn't matter what size share you buy with us, you can use it as much or as little as you want and participate in all of the, the revenue that that plane generates. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Welcome back to the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. Have a question for David or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Hey, we're here with Mehdi Zarlou, and he's the owner of Crazy Pita in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he's getting ready to expand out to Houston, and we've talked about a few different things. Um, he talked about how he had a location that did not serve his needs, and how he moved on from that location at a very expensive, less, a very expensive lesson for him as a business owner. And then we also talked a little bit about solving the problem of labor and him having to cover shifts after COVID just because there's not enough employees out there to cover um, the need that he had for um, employees. And so, Mehdi, you want to talk a little bit more about that, those, um, the training side of it all? Absolutely. Um, the, 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 the labor challenge that was happening, not just me, it was all over the United States or globally for that matter. Um, it didn't happen just on the, the front employees. It happened on your management employees as well. Uh, you know, you, you, all of a sudden the managers are not there anymore and the supervisors and the trainers. So it, it's, it, it kind of breaks down. And luckily we're, we are now with the technology, I was able to um, use it towards uh, filling those management tasks. I mean, their applications as uh, we're as we're we saw, I signed on with about four or five applications. Uh, one that handles the management task, one that that holds accountable every employee, everyone they do, and I can see it from whatever I, I know that the manager has conducted this kind of training. Um, so you can see on you know, daily. I know my kitchen crew has did their walkthrough and they check the temperature of the meat. They check the cleanliness that they clean that hood. Um, all A B C D and it's all laid out. And an employee has to go and just kind of check it. So instead of me going around in circles again in the donut hall checking all these tasks, it is happening in lifetime in front of me. Uh, some technologies are, for example, you put a thermometer on the meat and as soon as, you know, I can get a beep and I can see it live that I'm here in Los Angeles today and I can tell you that the chicken kebab that David is getting at 12 o'clock has reached a temperature of 165, right? It, it's That's kind great. of... It is. It's an amazing technology, and we use it in training. Training is the next thing you're going to see a lot about. And there, luckily, there's so many softwares out there. Uh, we're about to engage with one soon, um, and it, it just it was designed on uh, on on helping us um, keep our retention in place, right? Uh, just uh, so 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 a key to retaining employees is getting them well trained. 
Is that and, what you're saying? Get them trained, get them engagement. David, the way that you and me trained before by hand, and I'll talk to you, and I'll show you, and I say, okay, let's do this once. Well, a lot of people now, they want to train differently, right? right. Uh, we're, we're not used to that. So I had to make the change. Me as a business owner, as the CEO, I had to make the change and accept the new ways that are available. Uh, if, and that's my message to any business out there. You know, you got to get out of that shell and change with it because it's no longer the world that we're going to live in. We're on our final stages to, you know, to go to different levels or, uh, but the new ones come in, we have to get in their world because there is 90% of them and there is only 10% of us. Uh, right. So we, we want to go towards that, that angle. Yeah. And, 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 and so, so I, I love the stories that you're telling today. Um, when you're choosing a location in a restaurant, make sure you know who you're actually serving. You uh, went over and tried to serve the business side, different model altogether, didn't realize you needed the different model. As soon as you realized it, you changed the location. Very expensive lesson for you. Um, then uh, you were having trouble hiring employees. You're living in the donut hole, as you described it, going around in a circle and not getting out of the hole. Um, and then finding a solution and um, through a group out of Toronto that helped you create video conferencing for taking orders and um, and then the training aspect of it too. And I like that you talked about all the checklists and everything, but let's talk a little bit about your expansion because it's a good opportunity for you to share what you're thinking. Houston is next. What's next after Houston? What's what? How's it going in Houston right now? Absolutely. We're, we're, we're so excited uh, that we had to sign a great deal with the um, uh, a group out of uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, the gentleman is uh, an amazing operator. His name is Khalid Mirza. Uh, great operator in, in, in the food and beverage field. Um, uh, he's looking to open the first store. It's going to open in Sugarland. Uh, then okay. in the final stages, uh, it's uh, we're lucky that we found a remodel store. Uh, so the cost of, it's not a brand new store, so the cost is kind of by half. Um it's we're looking forward to open in Sugarland. It's a great community. We did our studies. We went down multiple times, um, and and we believe in that uh, Khalid Mirza will take join our crazy Peter philosophy, and he believes in it. That's what he does. He believes in the concept. Actually, when we were in negotiating deal, he was like, "Mary, I wish if I joined you ten years ago, fifteen years ago." Um, right. Well. Timing again is, is everything, right? Uh, and he's so eager to open in Houston. Uh, even he's looking to expand beyond. Uh, but uh, if any of you are in that area, I will announce soon uh, the location. As soon as the final touches are signed, uh, we will be announcing it soon. And we'll be cooking some chicken and pita. All right. Well, all um, the people out there from Houston or yeah. people who are getting ready to go to Houston, yeah. Um, maybe check out Crazy Peter. Yeah, and beyond that, we are uh, looking to expand. Our plan is to expand to over 100 locations within the next uh, three years. Uh, very, very extensive and rapid growth. Uh, we're, we're looking to sign in additional deals. Uh, we will announce probably by the end of the year. Uh, but again, as you know me, David, I take it one step at a time. 
Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's just saying one pita at a time. <laughs> that's that, that, that's correct. And, and um, so in Vegas, like uh, you do have three locations right now. Um, and so if you're in Vegas and you're looking for a great bite to eat and looking for something um, easy, um, take a look at Crazy Pita and maybe go and stop by and visit and um, check Mehdi out. And hopefully Mehdi will be there and you'll get to meet him and talk to him because he uh, definitely knows a lot of his guests. So, Absolutely, David. I still enjoy going around my restaurant. I still going back to the kitchen and do some cooking. I still enjoy being in the front of the house. Um, yeah, if any of your... Uh, Fans wants to reach out. Uh, you can find me anywhere on just uh, go to crazypita.com and send me a message in the website or uh, in any of the social medias, uh, either in LinkedIn or uh, Instagram. Uh, believe it or not, I'm in TikTok now too. So, <laughs> the big time. <laughs> Occasionally, I dance with my pitas. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, um, you know, uh, thank you for coming in today, Mehdi. Um, You and I have known each other a long time. We've never worked together in business, but um, we've known each other for a long time. We shared a lot of business successes and challenges that we've encountered. And it's always great talking to you. I consider you one of my uh, friends and I um, love that you're uh, expanding out and getting out there. And I love the lessons that you shared today about making sure the location is correct, that fits your business model, and then trying things outside of your box, understanding that it may turn off some of your customers, but it may help your business in a way that you don't even realize how, how valuable it'll end up being. So thank you very much for being here today, Matty. Thank you for having me, David. It's mutual feeling. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Well, thank you. And um, thank you for the Strategy Sherpa Show. Next week, we'll have Bill Wilson with Wilson Creek Winery out of Temecula, California. He was a client of ours for several years, and the winery's had a lot of great success, and he's going to come and share some of his challenges and how he came through those, and we'll look forward to having you. So uh, have a great day, everybody, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategy Sherpa Show with David Chavez. We hope we've given you some insight into the journey of success and how the road to success is laid with bricks of failure. Tune in next week for another inspiring episode.